This is Happiness Solved with America's Happiness Coach, Sandy Scarlatta. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode. I am so thrilled you're here. Happiness Solved is dedicated to giving you content that is empowering, motivational, inspirational, and of course, a dose of happiness. It's my way to give back to the world and share other people's stories. This thing called life can be challenging, and my guests share their amazing stories, wisdom, and life lessons that demonstrate anyone can choose happiness. You see, happiness is a journey, not a destination. I am Sandy Scarlatta, America's happiness coach, author of Happiness Solved. I'm also a retired U.S. national and international figure skating coach. I have a gold medal in ice dancing. I've been a certified life coach since 2004, and I've been inspiring others to shift their mindset and choose happiness for over 20 years. I am so excited to share that my next book is coming out soon. I am a co-author in the fastest growing personal development book series in the world with Jim Lutz and Jim Britt. The really cool thing is that the foreword was written by the one and only Les Brown, and for my copies, I'm on the cover with him. If you would like a free copy when it's available, email me at sandy at sandyscarlotta.com. Thank you so much for listening, and I am so grateful for you. Welcome, Neo Positivity. I am so excited to talk to you today. How's it going? Thank you. Thank you for having me. And life is amazing right now. I'm just getting over a little bit of a, uh, being sick, not COVID or fe- uh, flu or anything, but still amazing. Still amazing. Plenty of reasons to smile. That's for sure. All right. First things first. Is your real name Neo Positivity? <laughs> no, my real name is Nehemiah Davila. Um, but Nehemiah when I was a police Davila. officer, I kept doing Neo from the Matrix type activities. And uh, of course, the name just just picked up from there. And um, neo positivity, you know, that came with the law of attraction. You know, as soon as I got yeah. into the law of attraction, everybody always saw I was a naturally positive person anyway. And now I had the words to back it up. You know, the lifestyle to back it up. So it was. It's actually the name of the philosophy that became a stage name. So got yeah. it. I love that. I love that. And I love your T-shirt. Thoughts become yeah. things. Yes. And I'm sure you can go to neopositivity.com and, and, and get one for yourself, right? Yes. I love the shirt specifically because it tells me where I'm at in the world. Um, yeah. I, I know what kind of town I'm in, gauged off of how many people say, I love your shirt. <laughs> if I'm in New Jersey, none. If I'm in Florida, you might get three or four a day. In California, seven to 12 people just come. Oh, so it, it pretty it helps me gauge what kind of atmosphere I'm in by how many people are like, oh, I like that shirt. And even if they don't say anything, you catch them looking. Plus, oh, I love sure. I love being a walking billboard for this. If you're going to be a billboard for something, be it for this. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And and you're right because I'm in the D.C. metro area, D.C., New Jersey, New York, they're all uptight cities. Yes, yes, that is uh, that's <laughs> accurate. It's funny. One of my friends was like, I, she's from Jersey, born and raised, still lives there, um, and she doesn't really like how I portray Jersey to be a really negative place. And I'm like, you, she didn't live the Jersey life. She lived the privileged lifestyle. She never really got rejected or denied or anything. So, she to me, she didn't live the Jersey life. 
you know, you got to get pulled over a couple times and treated like dirt, you know, <laughs> by the government or the water company or just cut off. You got to, you know, there's a couple of things you got to go through to make you really see what Jersey is. Um, and But that's why I do what I do. I want to make it better. Right. Well, let's go back to Jersey and your beginnings, because I want to hear about your your story, because you've got quite a remarkable story. So, so walk me through it. Uh, well, I was born and raised in Camden, New Jersey. Um, it's one of the most dangerous cities in America. When I was a cop, it was it was the most dangerous city in America. Six out of the eight years that I was there, um, but I didn't spend all of my time there. My dad, who was a cop, uh, when he made sergeant, he got us out of the hood and uh, made sure that we, you know, tried to keep us away from as much as he could. Uh, long story short, I became a cop after the NFL didn't work out, and. Like I said, eight years into being a police officer, my old partner, who was a retired CIA agent, told me about this movie that they make all of their academy recruits watch in the CIA. And of course, I'm naturally I'm intrigued. I want to know what's going on. You know, I'm expecting like a SWAT team shoot 'em up type movie, and it was a movie called The Secret, which I'm pretty sure that you and oh yeah everyone who's listening is familiar with. And I was immediately hooked. I was hooked. It put together so many different. It's like I had ten puzzles in my life and each of them were missing two pieces and it took those 10 puzzles and it made them into four perfect ones. It filled in the gaps and made everything so abundantly clear as to why I moved the way I did growing up, why I used to stare off, why I used to envision or visualize. Um, So yeah, that was in March of 2008. By November, on November 28, 2008 was my last day at work. Because I immediately went for retirement. And then right after that, I went for custody of my kids. And then even though I wasn't into, you know, I wasn't into sports anymore because of my injuries, I still wanted the Eagles to win the Super Bowl. So started messaging them. And next thing you know, they won the Super Bowl. And my pilot's license, I moved to Florida. It's just been a, a barrage of me pointing at things and using my techniques to get them. It's It's actually been a really amazing journey. 14 years now, I've been retired. In all 14 years, not only have I been plucking from the universe exactly what I want, but I've been sharing every single tip and hint and secret that I've uh, stumbled upon or come up with along the way. Because I, you, you can't just win by yourself. You need the people around you winning. If I go to dinner with my friends, I'm always paying for everybody. Always paying for everybody. And it feels good for me to do that, but it would feel better at if... You know, I would give them some information to put them in a position to pay for everybody. You know, so it's not about the money. It's about having you in the mindset of abundance throughout the day as opposed to scarcity, which is where most people are at. So, yeah, that's my whole thing. Share, share, share. Yes, and we're going to come back to the scarcity versus abundance. But you really glossed over your NFL aspirations. So talk about your football life because... Oh man! I find that, as you know, before we start talking, I'm a yeah. professional athlete. I I love hearing other people's stories. I I work with elite athletes right now, and I love to hear about that. And yeah, so go ahead, start that because I'm gonna have a follow up question in a second. <laughs> um, natural athlete, my whole life, I've always been. You know, I pick up a ball and they want me to throw it somewhere, and I first try. Um, I'm not really good at baseball and golf for some reason. Um, but football and karate 
and soccer, anything involving accuracy, archery, um, shooting. I've always been good at. Um, started varsity, I think my freshman year in high school, played varsity all four years. Um, was supposed to go to the NFL. Well, in my mind, I was supposed to go to the NFL, but me and college didn't get along. My dad said, "If you're not going to go to college, if you're not going to go to college, while you're training for the NFL, at least join the police academy. That way, you get some benefits, you make more money than the average person." And he was a sergeant, you know, in Kansas City Police Department himself. And I had a bunch of cousins that were cops, and my sister was a dispatcher, so we were a cop family. Being a cop was my always my backup plan. And so that's exactly what happened. I took the police test, um, scored very high, and I got on, you know, while I was still training uh, to play for the E, well, play for any team. But I became a free agent in the NFL, which we were just talking before. I'm technically, I'm still listed as a free agent, although uh, I got too many injuries um, to go back. Plus, I'm 41 years old. In my mind, I think I could do it. But my body says uh, uh, something else. So yeah, never made it to play and step foot on an NFL football team. But the Eagles are always my favorite squad. You know, growing up in New Jersey, Philadelphia Eagles. And I ended up taking them to a Super Bowl. And I'm very happy and proud about that. I can hold my head uh, as far as that goes because they had no chance. And even when they had a chance and it was looking good, they lost their starting quarterback in the first round of the playoffs which means the season would have been over for anyone else. It was only the law of attraction, you know, that could pull them through this. And though most of them had might have touched on it or heard something about it, it wasn't until I got into their locker room and started filling heads up with this type of information that made all that happen, in my opinion. I'm just really happy about that. <laughs> That's amazing. No, it's, I mean, because I work with elite athletes as well, and not only is it rewarding to see people transform in front of your eyes, but when you know what we know, mm -hmm. you just want everybody else to embrace it. That's it. Right? It's, like, it's like, come on, get yeah. on the page. And so many people yeah. are pointing at different things in their lives. Um, you know, not to get um, preachy or talk about religion or whatever, but... Um, like Carson Wentz was the quarterback at the time and when they got hurt and he's real big on Jesus this Jesus that and when something bad happens it's just like oh well Jesus meant for that to happen I was supposed to not you know get the Super Bowl win I was supposed to not and it's like no I'm a, I'm gonna take rings of my own future okay and if you give up on the Eagles because you just got hurt I'm not going to and with Nick Foles a backup quarterback who you know probably couldn't start anywhere else in the league couldn't even start for any other team, won the Super Bowl. And it was an, it was an amazing thing. Super Bowl MVP, um, beautiful, beautiful thing. And it all started from me getting upset at the Eagles. Um, Des Bryant scored a touchdown on one of our cornerbacks. And I was just so mad because it was like his third one of the day. And I picked up my phone and I looked the guy up on Instagram and I said, listen, if you keep thinking about that, it's going to keep happening. I don't care if you have to go back to high school and relive that last interception, pick six touchdown you had, relive that over and over again, and that's what's going to happen. You know, and I was wearing a Thoughts Become Things shirt, and uh, I was he never got back to me. He never got back to me, but that sparked me to start hitting up other players. And so that's what I would do, not just Eagles. Other players around the league that I liked, 
um, that I knew they were good people, you know, doing all the community service and all that type of work, I would hit them up because I knew they would gel with this type of information. And then people started hitting me back and it just became a thing from there. That's awesome. I love it. So let's talk about the scarcity and abundance. What What is your one thing that you can tell people that makes them aware of the fact that they have a scarcity mentality? Because I think that for I mean, me, I think that most people aren't aware of it, right? Tell them to just say, just tell them to make a plan. Say, what's your big goal? What's your big dream? And when they tell you, say, what's your plan to get there? And they're gonna tell you all kind of ins and outs and avenues and all kind of uh, limiting beliefs. Oh well, I have to do this and I have to make that amount of money, and then I have to meet somebody in this realm and they can introduce me to this and da 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 da. And you start to see the scarcities there. You're like, couldn't you just get it overnight? I'm not saying everything's going to happen overnight, but it's possible. So why are you entertaining all these ideas that are going to take a lot of hard work and chance and this person's got to be at that right time? You don't know how it's going to happen anyway. We take all these guesses at how things are going to happen to us and we're wrong most of the time. (laughs) At the end of the day, if you can see your abundance... There it is. You, there is no, oh man, well what if I don't? I go into meetings, like I'll give you an example. I go into meetings sometimes with a beggar mentality. And I want you to really let that soak in because nobody wants to have a beggar mentality. And me, of all people, neo-positivity, I'm going into a meeting like, oh, well, if you give me funding for this, I could turn it into that or whatever the situation. And right before the meeting, I'm like, whoa, 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 scrap all of that. Scrap all of that. I'm going to this meeting on Fuego. You called me here. You want me. That's a total different way to go into the meeting. One is a scarcity mindset. Is One is I'm abundant. They need me. They want me because of what I have to offer. And so it could come at you from so many different levels. But at the end of the day, like it says on the shirt, scarcity and the scarcity mindset manifest the future of more scarcity mindset and feeling scarcity. So that's my big thing about that. I I make sure that scarcity stays so far away from my, my, my equilibrium as far as I can because I don't want to manifest more feelings of scarcity. I don't want to manifest the universe to make me feel scarcity because in order for it to do that, it has to take something from me or keep something from me or make me feel scarcity, which I don't want. Right. Because what you put out, you're going to get back tenfold. Yeah. So don't put out scarcity or else that's what you get. You're just going to keep getting it back. And what you were talking about before when people are giving excuses or or whatever, and I say that with air quotes, (laughs) a lot of times what they're doing is people just start making up stories. Yes. It's, and they make up stories about what they think is going to happen. And true, it's based off of everything you've ever experienced, what your parents right. taught you and teachers, but it's up to you to change that narrative. Yeah. Where I, I was, Canada was the most dangerous city in America when I was a cop there. I was born there. Nobody leaves Camden. All my cousins are still there, with the exception of a few. And because they've accepted the fact that that's where they're going to be. Mm. And I did not accept that. My dad did not accept that. He didn't want us back in the hood. He took us out of the hood and then finances brought him back. And he took us out of the hood and he got a divorce and that brought him back. But guess what? 
he fought tooth and nail to get us out every chance he could. So for me to see him do that and accept what everybody else is accepting, I don't care. All my cousins I look up to, all of them I look up to, except for that mentality. That this is all I'm ever going to be. I can't get out of this. You can get out of this. This house is, this, there's apartments and houses, one town over that cross the same that you're paying in the hood. You just, you just, you're just stuck there because of the narratives. You're never going to, that your teachers tell you. Back when I was younger, the teachers in Jersey, the teachers would tell you straight up, you ain't never going to amount to sh, S-H-I-T. They will tell you that to your face, you know? So, and that's, that, that's the thing about Jersey. It's, Jersey is a, it's a very specific place. It's, it's receiving, I always say it's receiving negative waves from Philly and New York. It's catching like the vibe. And we, we de- cause we definitely got both of them in us, but yes, it's the negative narratives that you have to clear out that were, that might've been placed on you, uh, as a child, maybe it wasn't by your parents. Maybe it wasn't by your teacher. Maybe you saw a TV show that keyed in on the fact that people need to suffer to get what they want. And that gets embedded in you and you're manifesting a life where you need to suffer to live in that beautiful $400,000 house and drive that Lexus. You have no time to yourself, no time to your family, and you hate life even though you've manifested these luxurious things or you don't got nothing. All that comes from these limiting beliefs and negative narratives that have that you've absorbed over the years. And just like you've absorbed them, you could wring out that sponge and get rid of them. But you've got to yeah. wring out the sponge. <laughs> I love that analogy, wringing out the sponge. Yeah. So, okay, so you watch The Secret and your friend who worked at the CIA, so he said all new, is it all eight CIA agents or just new recruits? They watch, they, do they and still yeah. do that today or that was then? Or like, um, that kind of blows my mind. I don't know if they still do it today. Uh, it's the mm-hmm. Academy recruits, but I don't see why they would stop. I've re- not That's recently. That's really interesting. After that, I learned that if you look at all the NFL, NBA, uh, the hockey leagues, NHL, all the professional teams do the same thing. Every year in training camp, they watch The Secret. Every year in training camp, they watch The Secret. Regardless of how many times you've been on that team, you're just going to watch it again. And when you look at those type of statistics, it makes you say, I want to try that movie. I want to look into that movie. Um, And everybody, the movie is great. It's probably like an hour and 15 minutes long, but you don't have to watch more than the first 30 minutes because then they just start to say thoughts become things over and over and over again. I'd recommend you just go to my uh, Instagram. (laughs) I've been doing these reels lately. It's like 60 seconds of the best of the best in law of attraction that I've come up with and learned. Over the past 14 years, I've interviewed over a thousand people. Law of Attraction enthusiasts that's working for. So they got money, their life is good, and I've picked up all their best tips and secrets, and I've gelled them all into what I call neo-positivity. And so now I'm doing these uh, uh, 60-second reels, just covering different topics. So if you want to skip all the BS and all the, this person did that, and all da 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 I just go there. Like, I'm really not trying to self-promote. I, I mean, yeah, I am, but in a nutshell, this is the best source that I've seen. I've been to the Tony Robbins, and I've been to the Bob Proctor, and I've, I've done it. But when you, listen to a, uh, when you listen to a speech that's 30 minutes long, and all you get out of it is thoughts become things, thoughts become things, thoughts become things, what did you really get? I'm more focused on how your brain is going throughout the day and how you can change it. And when you change it and it goes back to its old way, how you can change it again and get that to stick. 
how you get your brain to autopilot and wake you up from negative scenarios in the middle of the day so that you don't spend time watering a bad seed. So it's like those are the things that you're not going to get out of them. So I made sure that I put it in mind so that you get everything you need, no matter what start, no matter where you're at in this journey, whether you've been doing it for years or you're just getting started today. It's going to apply to you no matter where you're at in any situation that you're in. Tall, short, old, young, white, black, regardless of the religion, it just works. But you got to have all the components and you got to do the work. So what are some of those components that, and I know people can go to your Instagram and I just pulled it up myself and made sure I was following you so I okay. can check it out myself. What are some of, just a couple of those components that you talk about on your Instagram reels? You know what, feeling one, feeling the oneness between you and God or you and the universe or whatever you believe created you and is creating things as you go, feeling the oneness between me and you is an absolute necessity to be successful in the law of attraction because for me to hate you is for me to hate myself and it manifests more reasons for me to hate me. And it's hard to really, it's hard for people say love thy neighbor and all that other stuff, but if your neighbor's a butthole, it's really hard to love them. If the government is treating you like dirt, then it's really hard for you to love them. And so this is one of the things that you would have to wrap your head around is that whole oneness. Uh, the fact that you are in control of your future, the fact that your thoughts are shaping and molding your future. That's something that you're, I can tell you that and you could say, hmm, that makes sense. I apply and think about all the stuff in my life that has happened to me. That makes sense. But embedding it into your mind so that you move that way and you act and react in that sense that's a totally different story. So now you got to program that into your mind too. So it's a bunch of reprogramming about how you see other people, how you see the world, situations, for example. Uh, I always say that no matter what you ask for in life, you'll be shown, if not proven, that you cannot have it. In other words, doors will slam. And how you respond to that mentally and emotionally determines if you get it and when you get it. So let's just say you get cut off on the highway. The natural reaction is to turn Incredible Hulk and start cussing people out. And what if that person cutting you off kept you from getting to that red light because you would have gotten to a fatal accident? And you don't right. know that. So a total mentality shift of seeing things differently is also necessary. So there's a lot of steps involved. But if you keep in mind that the brain is a muscle and it has muscle memory, and through repetition, you can change the way that muscle responds and reacts to things. Then you do that work, your brain will start to clean it up for you. So though it is very intense, and there's a lot that needs to be done, and this is not an overnight thing by any means, it can be achieved by anyone, and you're going to need to put in the hard work. You know, that's, that, that has to be the number one thing. It's going to take a lot of hard work, affirmations, checking yourself, mental check-ins throughout the day. How have my thoughts been serving me? Man, I've been pretty negative all day. I need to fix my over-under. 60 to 70,000 thoughts on average per day per person. I need at least half of them to be positive today. Right. And waking, waking up to each and every one and trying to make 30,000 and one of them positive. Like I say, you have 60,000 thoughts and you want to make 30,000 and one of them positive. That would be so annoying. To try to do that. So putting in the work to having your average thoughts, the ones when you're driving in traffic, using the bathroom, walking down the hallway, having those thoughts working for you, 
that has to be one of the biggest aspects of the law of attraction because most of your thoughts on autopilot get them under control and you're way ahead of the game. I love that. I love that. Thank because you. I because there's so much that comes up that we're not aware of. Yes. And there's so many thoughts like when yeah, 60,000 thoughts a day. That's astounding. And most of them we're not even aware of that we're having. Um, so that's such great tips is like when you're doing the mundane things, pay attention to those thoughts. It's a great place to start anyway. And stay present. I, stay forgot, present. I forgot. Pre being present is the number one key element in all of the mental exercises I do. Most of, them, most of the ones I do, I created myself, but there's a bunch of ones that I haven't. But in all of them, whether they're mine or not, being present is the key element. If you want to just start with the law of attraction, just wake up. I rub my fingers together and I'm in this room. I'm right here. I'm doing this and this is what it looks like right now. I've disassociated from everything in my mind, what's going on over there, bills, past relationships. I'm just present. Right there, you can do that right now and no one even knows you're doing it. You've just contributed to your future such a positive rush of energy. Because for one, the more you get present, the more your body will bring you to that presence. And once you're present, you can do anything. You can get into your mind, play make-believe, go here, go there. Imagine that meeting went amazing before you even had it, which I suggest you do. So I just, I can't stress that enough. I'm glad you said that. Being present is the number one in everything. You could just be present whenever you want. If they say, if you ever want to make God laugh, tell him your plan. Because his plan is so much bigger than yours. Well, how do you let God's plan unfold? Well, when you're thinking about the future of the past, good or bad, you're proactively manifesting a future like what you're thinking about. But when you're present, that's when you're letting God's plan unfold. That plan that's so good for you that, you, you know, that it's just amazing. So be present. Every second that you're present, you're letting God do his thing, the universe do his thing, and that's what you want right there. So yes, that is a key, key element. Thank you for reminding me about that. No, of course. And and what, what I just thought of is that if you're if you've got this plan and you feel like you have to stick to it, you're trying to control it. Mm -hmm. And oh. you can't we can't control anything. Right, anything. You can't control yeah. anything. Even if you want to yeah. raise your arm up, it takes like a microsecond for that electromagnetic pulse to go down and raise it up. You don't have control over anything around you. I can't control that door or that TV right now. I have to first pick up the remote, which, you know, the only thing we have control over is our thoughts. And they right. just so happen to be creating our future. So be mindful of that because your brain's going to take you to a bunch of places. I like to see my thoughts, the, the random ones that are coming at me like reporters. Like you're in a press conference and a bunch of reporters have ideas. Hey, entertain this idea. Hey, entertain this horrible idea. What about this one? And I'm just like, shoot, get away. I'm having my yeah. own thoughts. I'm doing my own thing right now. And that's how you have to be about it. Definitely. I love that. That's such a great analogy because it is sometimes you feel like you're at a press conference and there's just so many things being like shot in your direction. Yeah. And you just got to take the mic and say, you know what? Everybody calm down. I want to make the narrative for the next couple of seconds. And it only lasts a little bit because the brain is just going to throw more thoughts at you. Just like meditating, see, it will seem incredibly hard if you're first starting off because your brain is just throwing at you all these different scenarios. But the more you do it, the better you'll be at being in that quiet stillness. And you may, and then I don't want anyone to think, if someone said, tells you that they remain thoughtless for a half an hour, they're lying. Unless they're a monk somewhere, even 10 minutes. You're lying. 
the average person get three or four seconds of peace before, oh, I got to get milk on the way home. Something pops into your brain. That's normal, everyone. That is normal. It is up to you to shoo that away. Like a child's antics, I believe they call it in the secret. Shoo that away and get back to being still or counting or visualizing or whatever type of meditation you're doing. But the more you do it, the better you get at it, which means the brain is going to start to do it for you. It's going to start yeah. to calm itself. It's going to start to throw at you the narratives that it's used to. Your brain throws at you what it's used to throwing at you anyway. Right. Change what it's used to throwing at you. Love it. Thoughts become things. Neo, what's next for you? Oh, man. Well, I'm doing this uh, planetary takeover thing uh, where I'm trying to change the world and make everybody a law of attraction enthusiast. Um, no, I've, I've, I've always thought to myself, no matter who you are, you could be the most negative person in the world. You got toys that you want. It's a car. It could be a plumbing kit. It could be a toolbox. There's something in life that you want. And now with spirituality being on the rise, you see it's everywhere. Everybody's doing more Zen and meditation and yoga and stuff like that. Even the naysayers will see us hippie people <laughs> getting what we want and living happy lives. And they're going to try it. They're going to try our techniques to get that truck, to get that next toy. And it's going to work because it's the law of attraction if they do it right. So we will pull them in too. Now imagine a world everyone's using this whole positivity thing to get what they want. Yeah. You're talking about businesses working together that wouldn't have normally worked together. Us collectively manifesting slimy rules and regulations, politicians, insurance, healing, learning how to heal more. This is a different world you're talking yes, about. Yes. And yes, the thing yes. about that is this. We have been doing, as humans, we've been doing a great job of killing the planet. With oil and all the stuff that we've been doing, pollution and all that other stuff, ozone layer was depleted before I was out of high school. We're doing a great job of destroying it, and the planet will evict us before it allows us to destroy it. It's been around here for billions of years before us, and it'll be here for billions of years after us. So there has to be a shift, or we will get booted off the earth. And the only shift that I've seen that will work is this positivity wave. It makes us care more about each other and our surroundings, our planet. That's the only way we're going to make it out of it. And so you got this, this is our only way out. And then you got this, like, we went from snail mail to the internet. The universe gives us connectivity. And then it gives us social media. So now we're connecting and we're sharing emotions. You get to stay in touch right. with people from high school that you wouldn't have normally stayed in touch with. And so now we're connecting on a deeper level. The only thing that's missing is a message. And now this message is blowing up out of nowhere. So we seem to be going in steps of progression to survive <laughs> on this planet. And the next move is, is this, is the law of attraction. And it just so happens ever since I started at this, the waves have been at my back, pushing me in this direction. You know, I wanted to retire just so I can sit at home and study the brain, got it. I want custody of my kids so I can be happier while I'm sitting at home, which helps me produce, got it. And then get the pilot's license and everything else. To, you know, everything in my life is leading me to believe that this is my path. This is my journey. This is what I was meant to do. The information that comes to me and the way it comes at me, uh, in the middle of the night, sometimes most of the time, it's just, it's a beautiful thing. And it's led me to this point. So for me, being the voice of the thoughts become things movement and changing the planet in that way, that's what's next for me. Immediately what's next, I'm going to get something to eat. <laughs> I'm going to get something to eat. I'm going to do some speeches. I love flying, so I fly all the time. I swim as often as I can. 
Um, but speeches, 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 just talking about the law of attraction, every chance I can get connecting people and uh, raising awareness to this lifestyle, this way of being. That's it for me. That's been my main goal for the past 14 years. And I, it ain't, that's, that's it. I'm just going to keep going where I can go. Any ears that are listening, I'll go and speak with. Everything, every speech I've given for the last 14 years, with the exception of the last few months, has been free. Volunteer. I'll fly, I fly myself places to give these speeches because the universe has provided me. It's given me the money for the house and the cars and the trails and the planes and the, all this other stuff. So the universe is providing. Then, yeah, I'm going to use that to spread the word. I'm not going to put my program behind a $69.99 price tag and you can only get it if you can afford this. No. I throw summits at the Law of Attraction summits now. Instead of interviewing one person at a time, now I interview six at a time. So, and you please, you got to come speak at the summit. But um, yeah, I throw summits now and the summits are free because I know some people can't afford a $500 self-help summit. And so I make this, you got no excuse. It's free. That's right. And one thing I love about my summits is as a speaker, you get like your half an hour section, right? But here's the thing. First five minutes, you answer two questions. How do you use the law of attraction in your day-to-day? Like I do affirmations, da da da. And what has it done for you? It's the first five minutes. The next 25 minutes, you're taking questions from the audience. Wow. And I do that specifically because that's how we're going to get the best out of you. I don't want no pre-scripted, none of that. Right. I want you to give right. me your best. I want you to give me your all. I want you to be present and deliver. And they do. They do every time. The last one was August, uh, August 22nd or something like that. I encourage you guys to go check it out. It was amazing, great information. But you, it's four hours, and you leave there with a notepad full of notes. This board is usually all written. I got stuff written in there. And you leave there feeling great, and you've got all these new tools on your bat belt, in your law of attraction bat belt that you're going to use. You're saying, I deserve. And you're calling your money, honey. You're seeing money as a, as, as a spouse that loves you and wants to take care of you. And you're doing all these different mentality shifts. And really changing your life and getting what you want. So it's it's a really great way to spend a Saturday afternoon. And it has an echoing effect. It goes down to your children, your spouse, your coworkers. See how happy you are. They want to see what you're about. How you're getting these things that you're getting. And the word spreads. That's the I whole. I love it. Spreading the word. So yes. Neo Positivity Thoughts Become Things Summit. It also has a Facebook group by the same title. I look forward to seeing you guys there big time. And you got to come speak. And bless us with all your knowledge. Absolutely. And Neo, this has been such an honor and, and a privilege for me. Thank you. And thank you for your work. And I'm right there supporting you behind you a thousand percent. And you know what? I want to say thank you to you for being what I call a soldier in the world negativity. You could be doing anything with your time right now. You could be at the park. You could be spending time with your kids. You could be doing anything, but you're here trying to change the world. And so I appreciate you for what you do and the world needs more people like us spreading the word and doing what we do. So thank you for having me on. Thank you everyone for listening. And just remember, you get out what you put in. So please put in more. Get you some counters to hold yourself accountable. These are $2. It's a little type in digital counter on eBay and get you one. And this will keep you accountable for how often you're doing these exercises because this is what's going to change your life. You go to the gym to do exercise to change your body for two hours a day. You need to do two hours a day up here. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much. This has been wonderful.
My hope for you is that you learned one golden nugget that you can apply to your life and your mindset right now. So thank you so much for listening today. As always, I hope that you and your family are healthy and safe and that your lives are filled with lasting peace, joy, and happiness. Take care, everyone.